Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 324 of the Soul Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of news to talk about, and then we've got a full review of the new movie starring that guy from The Maze Runner <laughs> and Jessica Henwick. Love and monsters. But before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing? Aubrey, you got a new microphone. We can hear you loud I and clear. Do. What's going on? Well, I hope my sound is like phenomenal because this microphone is fantastically awesome looking. <laughs> well, you don't sound drunk this week, so. <laughs> and that's good. That's good. I might have to mess with the settings a little bit more so it sounds like pristine. But I'm pretty excited. Josh bought me this uh, Yeti Blue microphone for uh, our anniversary, and it's pretty expensive, but it's nice. It's for streaming and podcasting, so it's got a condenser bolt in and everything, and it's uh, really pretty. Awesome. Uh, I'd like to let everyone know I'm still using the same $10 <laughs> Xbox 360 Rock Band <laughs> microphone that I bought six-plus years ago because I didn't want to spend money on something I was only going to do for a few weeks. <laughs> How about you, Mark Ellis? What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Um, I, you know, I'm not really a big fan of the, the whole like, uh, Prime Day, Amazon Prime Day deals that they try to get everyone to, to spend all of their money on that, those three couple of days to do all their Christmas shopping. Um, you know, I'm not really like a big fan of that, but this year they had Cowboy Bebop. Uh, the Blu-ray set at like a really cheap price. And I could not resist because it's been in my wish list for probably about three years now. Uh, so when I saw it on sale, like super, super cheap, I had to pick it up. So I hopefully soon will be diving back into Cowboy Bebop. I realize I've probably bought this TV show more times than I've bought um, the Star Wars movies. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> well, I was but that's, that's what's going I on with me. I was, I was actually just watching Cowboy Bebop on uh, it was a Crunchyroll or Funimation. I think it was Funimation that I was watching it on. Well, I think I've bought Star Wars more times than I care to remember. Yeah, but yeah. I guess it's just an anime uh, type of day, <laughs> and I'm working my way through my uh, fourth rewatch of Neon Genesis Evangelion right now. So. I think I'm. I think I have like two episodes left, and then I'm going to watch uh, the movie. So, and yes, why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs> oh boy! 
So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm much better than last week. I don't really have anything exciting going on. Um, through machinations of my scheduling at work, I managed to sneak in two days off in a row. Whoa. So as we record this, yeah, as we record this, I'm on my second day off in a row. And, uh, God, this is like heaven. I wish I could do this every week. <laughs> I, I had my day off yesterday and I, I did some stuff. I watched some football and relaxed and I went to bed at four o'clock in the afternoon and I slept until about 730 a.m. Nice. <laughs> then I got up today and I, you know, I ran some errands. I did some yard work. I cleaned. I opened some action figures. Uh, you know, it's just been a been a fun day, and I don't have that oomph in the back of my head where like I'm like, oh man, gotta get this done because I gotta get at least an hour or so of sleep before I go to work tonight. I don't have to do that until tomorrow. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. I don't even know what I'm gonna do with myself tonight after I after we're done recording. Uh, I might sit down and watch some more movies. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. I've already watched two movies today, so why not? <laughs> What's a third? Yeah. Now you know how the other world, the rest of the world lives, dude, with uh, something called a weekend. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's part of the reason why I was so depressed about all these cons getting canceled. Like, that's usually the only times during the year that I get more than one day off in a row. So, <laughs> uh, great. Enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Was Your Podcast? All right, so everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you will find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you will also find our new store there. We have a T Public store where you can purchase some merchandise, t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, uh, masks, all types of good things uh, right on the website. Uh, a great, Another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep on our website. Uh, click on the big A, do your Amazon shopping, you receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little podcast. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Pandora, Amazon Music. Ooh, we have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly receive bonus content from everyone here in the show shout out to all of our podcasting buddies in a geek world all-stars podcast and network back to you joey you think you could just hate me just to get a laugh by yourself think about it Oh, my favorite Chris Chant quote to this day. Excellent. All right. I guess we've got news. Let's talk about it. Drop the drop, Mark Ellis, and let's hit the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So uh, this week in Nerdy News, we have a couple of announcements. Uh, the first one being... That the sequel that we have been waiting for, long-awaited sequel, is finally making its way out. And it's not going to be in theaters. Surprise, surprise. So uh, grab your soul glow. Coming to America drops on Amazon December 18th. Uh, that's right. The sequel to Coming to America is bypassing theaters. Amazon will be streaming it uh, for everyone uh, without paying anything extra other than your Amazon account. 
And uh, yeah, I'm very excited for it. I think it's odd that we're almost in November and we haven't even seen like a set a set photo or a teaser trailer or anything like that. So I don't know what what to really expect from this movie, but I do know it's directed by the guy that did uh, Dolomite is My Name with Eddie Murphy. So um, my fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed. I'll, I'll feel a little bit more excited about it when I see a trailer or at least a teaser. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think of Coming to America coming to Amazon in time for the holidays. Let's start with Aubrey. Uh, I kind of feel like Eddie Murphy's washed up. What? Um, I know. I don't really like anything he's in now. And I don't know. Oh, my God. Did you wait? Did you watch Dolomite is my name? I didn't like Dolomite. <sighs> I know. So was Sorry, it, beat him down. So was a podcast for like to wish Aubrey the very best on her future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> Score. If I knew that that's how I didn't have to do this every week, I'd have done it. You're not getting off the hook that easy. Come on. <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna we're, we're gonna push you to the side for a moment, Joey. How about you, dude? How do you feel about coming to America? Um, I, I actually my thoughts about it when I saw this announcement was like, oh, great, we can definitely do this on the show. And then I'm like, man, I wonder if Aubrey's even seen the first one. <laughs> I haven't. What? And I've, it's in my like watch queue because I've seen that it's been on streaming apps for a while, but I just never get around to watching it because I'm like, ah, do I really want to watch an Eddie Murphy movie? Oh, man. You're I killing know. me, Aubrey. You're killing me right now. Um, I'm sorry. I haven't watched this probably since before Aubrey was born. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what I saw it on VHS, like whenever it came out on quote unquote home video um when it was first released on home video back in the day like i don't know how how fuck long ago would that have been like i, I don't know oh it's got to be like 86 87 maybe i mean i remember it was one of those movies we rented and watched all together as a family making jiffy pop popcorn <laughs> this was a long time ago <laughs> and i like it's i'm not a big comedy guy so like you know, uh, there's not a lot of comedies that I rewatch. That's nothing to say against the movie because I remember liking it. I remember thinking it was funny. Um, there's a lot of iconic things in it. But like I said, it's not like this huge thing on my list. I mean, there's probably like three or four comedies all time that I watch multiple times in life. Maybe like Pootie Tang would be one of them. Uh, mean Girls. But this is not one of them on my list. So I might actually also, Aubrey, need to revisit it before we watch the sequel. But I'm excited to see what it is. Um, man, if this was like three years ago, I'd just be like, oh, fuck this. I don't want to watch it because uh, Eddie Murphy seemed to have lost either his the care to do stuff or like he lost his spark. He was basically Bruce Willis. <laughs> well, all right. He wasn't that bad, but, <laughs> he was, <laughs> you know, he was, he was making some shitty movies and coasting off uh, Shrek money. But, you know, despite what Aubrey says, Dolomite is my name was great. Um so maybe some sort of fire has awoken in him and this will be good. So uh, like I said, before, uh, like you said, Marcellus, uh, I mean, we haven't seen a trailer, a teaser, uh, behind the scenes photos, anything. So who the hell knows what we're looking at here? But just uh, off name recognition alone, I guess uh, I would probably say I'm in at this point. So nice. Is this yeah. going to be the movie Aubrey begs out of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll watch it. <laughs> Aubrey's microphone is going to wind up breaking like uh, December uh, 15th, like right before, right before we have to do the show. 
Don't ruin it. <laughs> it won't be a surprise if you already know what I'm going to do. It's going to quote unquote not work that week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for this movie. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Coming to America is a classic. Uh, Dolomite is my name was amazing. Eddie Murphy crushed it when he came back on Saturday Night Live. So, uh, yeah, he's back in the groove and I'm ready for this movie. Uh, so, yeah, so like I said, uh, December 18th on Amazon. So then in the next bit of news, I just want to take a quick second to give a huge shout out to Ico the Rain Man. He is the man. He is the man. Uh, because in the next bit of news, uh, one of the movies that we were talking about before that wasn't it wasn't quite confirmed, but it's definitely happening now. Uh, Static Shock is getting a live action movie at Warner Brothers. And it was decided or not decided, but it was announced that Michael B. Jordan is stepping on as a producer. Now, if you don't remember, uh, probably actually, you know what? I'm going to play a clip. I'm going to play a clip from an episode from two months ago. All right, since uh, Ico likes to uh, wish things into existence, uh, I would really much like you to wish that st- that static shock movie in there for me. Uh, we, are, we already got Steve Trevor back, so I don't need that anymore. Do you but, want? Uh, do you want a TV show, live action TV show? I want static a, shock, or do you want I want a movie? big fat two hundred million dollar live action movie. That's what I want. All right, now, do you want it to be its own thing, or do you want it to be connected to the DC universe somehow, I even want, in a minor way? I want it to nope, be a, its own thing. Yeah, its own thing. Its own thing. And if you can, and if you can squeeze Michael B. Jordan there in there somewhere, I'm I'm fine with that too. Oh, bro, I got you, dog. <laughs> I got so yeah, so Ike Oda Rayman did his thing and uh, made Michael B. Jordan a part of the Static Shock movie. So thank you very much, Ike. I kind of wish I had made a bigger wish <laughs> for something else, but uh, I'll take that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very psyched for this. What do you guys think of Michael B. Jordan joining the Static Shock movie and it's actually happening? Let's start with Joey. Is he going to be in the movie or is he just producing? If yeah. I know Michael B. Jordan, he's going to be in the movie somewhere. Are they going to cast Scarlett Johansson as Static Shock? Only if you're lucky. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me get I go on the phone. Um, no, I'm a huge fan of the milestone characters and I loved those books, uh, in the nineties. Well, uh, let me, let me asterisk that. Um, I liked them when they first started They 99.9% of them ran out of steam by the end of their run. Uh, so <laughs> that, let's, let's not get it twisted, but man, uh, there's some great concepts there. There were some great books of the first like 15 to 20, 25 issues. Uh, I'm really excited about the potential of a static movie. I really hope it gets a uh, fire under DC's ass to uh, reprint those books because they were already super expensive before <laughs> the announcement <laughs> of a movie. Now they're going to go through the roof. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm all in. As, and Michael G. B. Jordan has not really – has he ever let us down on a movie? Even Fan Stick, which is a terrible movie, he still was giving his all <laughs> in his role. I don't think his acting was a problem with that movie, so – uh, I don't think he's ever let us down at this point. So why start now? You know, why mm-hmm. start now? I, I'm excited, but you know, like Spawn movie or like 800 million other things we've talked about. Um, God, how many DC movies have we talked about? Nightwing, uh, Batgirl, uh, 
I can't dark Justice League Dark about five different times. Uh, I'm starting to feel like I'll believe it when I actually see a trailer or some more casting. But yeah, I'm cautiously excited. I'll put it that way. Cautiously excited. Yeah, I was very excited until just now. Thanks, Joey. Thanks for bringing me no, down. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of the, my job. the Nightwing saga that we're never going to get. Um, Aubrey, how about you? How do you feel about their, this announcement that, despite what Joey says, seems like there's actually going to be a Static Shock movie in the works? I was really excited for you. <laughs> for me. Thank you. <laughs> yes. It was nothing that I wished into existence just because I don't really know too much about uh, static shock mm-hmm. but when i saw it, it was happening and michael b jordan was in it i heard a, a part of it i was really happy for you <laughs> <laughs> i know i feel like i won even though the movie didn't even come out i feel like i won oh uh, it's gonna happen it will it will oh yeah it has to not that i go to rayman is somewhat responsible for it it's gonna happen it's gonna happen michael b jordan has been trying to make a superhero or at least a some kind of content with a young black superhero for ever, it feels like, between his TV show Raising Dion on Netflix and uh, the movie Kin, K-I-N, that came out. Teenage black superhero Michael B. Jordan wants it to happen, and I am rooting him on because I want it to happen too. So, yeah, I can't wait. I don't know when it's even they're even thinking about releasing it, but I'm excited. Static Shock, I'm excited. All right, so then we got a couple of trailers to talk about. Uh, we got a new look at the Monster Hunters trailer. Uh, we got like a little bit of a teaser a little while ago. It might even have been like last year, like the end of last year. We got that first little teaser. But uh, this one shows Mila Jovovich, Jovovich and uh, T.I. and some monsters. Uh, so what did you guys think of the trailer? Let's go back to... <laughs> <laughs> Begrudgingly, let's go back to Aubrey. I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> Aubrey, how do you feel it's about garbage? And I ain't watching it. How do you feel about video games being turned into movies? <laughs> pisses me off. Like no tomorrow. I freaking hate it. I wish that they would stop trying. Just, just stop it. Nobody wants this to happen. Okay. All right, Joey. How about you, man? How'd you feel about the trailer? Um, there's a couple levels to it for me, uh, as a connoisseur of bad movies, <laughs> right away, my, my cockles were raised. <laughs> said, ooh, ooh, Mila Jovovich and, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson <laughs> right this way, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, this looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like somebody opened a, a time portal and threw a DVD from like 19... 19- 98 at you or something <laughs> did they even have dvds in 1998 i don't remember maybe like 2002 or something i don't know it, this looks bad um i felt feel like like it really does even just this trailer like feels like a relic from like 20 years ago because it has that trope where like they can't just say here's a monster hunter game here's where monster hunter takes place and here's how it works they have to like be like Here's people from present day thrown into the world of Monster Hunter. Like, like they, I don't really, I think as like an, the general public audience has kind of moved past needing that kind of thing where maybe, you know, 2001, 2002, people needed that kind of hook. But nowadays in a world where, you know, 60 year old ladies in your office are talking about Infinity Stones, 
uh, we don't need to have like Mila Jovovich and T.I. riding their Humvee into Monster Hunter World. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just looks bad um, in a good way. I, I'm excited for Tony Jaw to get another paycheck, as always. Um, he's phenomenal martial artists. Um, you know, Ang Bak and The Protector are like top tier action movies from years ago. And he went nuts and disappeared into the forest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. He went to film uh, Ang Bak two and three at the same time. Yeah. And he literally like went nuts and like walked off into the jungle. Oh, um, so they, that's why that's why those movies are so bad. They had to finish them without him there. <laughs> so, and he's come back in recent years and started making some more movies, which is great. So I'm always happy to see him back and and getting a paycheck. But yeah, I don't know. This looks bad. Um, I, I also got a chuckle out of in theaters in December. <laughs> <laughs> what theaters? What theaters are playing this? I don't think there's going to be any theaters left by December at this point. But um, yeah. So uh, obviously I want to see it. Uh, I think it's going to be hilarious and uh, we're definitely going to do it on the show if oh. it's at all possible. So sorry, Aubrey, please don't <laughs> quit the podcast. Ironically, her I wish my- you guys the best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey's microphone isn't going to be working that week either for some reason. It's going to be around the same week. Mm-hmm. Something's just going to happen <laughs> and it's not going to get replaced. Uh, well, I, uh, completely disagree with you, Joy. I think the movie looks amazing. I can't wait to see it. I've I've never played the game, but I did watch some players on Twitch like play it, and it you know the monsters look kind of the same. And uh, there was footage of uh, Paul W S Anderson sitting down with the game creators uh, and showing them some of the footage, and they loved it. So if they're down with it, I'm down with it. I don't know. It it, it reminded me of um, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Christian Bale is Reign of Fire. That's oh, that movie's a classic. I will not let you compare <laughs> that movie to this. That's what it reminded me of. This kind of like cheesy popcorn guys against giant monsters movie. So uh, take a step back. I'm not letting you besmirch <laughs> any movies that I own in a paper clip case DVD. So. All right, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to this one. So uh, speaking of Tony Ja, uh, he actually is in our second trailer, which is <laughs> which is a movie. Coming out called Jujitsu, starring none other than besides Sony Jaw, starring Nicolas Cage. This one, it's a it's a martial arts space alien invader movie. I couldn't even I couldn't even begin to make sense out, out of it. But uh, it's got Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, so I'm I'm down for it. It uh, it also has um Frank Grillo is in it too for some reason. So uh, yeah, Star Wolf Warrior too. Yes. <laughs> yes, that Frank Grillo. So, uh, yeah, this one is supposed to be coming out in November next month. I'm not sure where, but, uh, yeah, the trailer looks ridiculous. And, um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm down for it, but I'm a little bit worried about this one. Uh, so what did you think of jujitsu? Let's go back to Joey. What do you think I thought of it? You loved it and you can't wait to watch it. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> Um, this looks amazing from the director of the kickboxer reboot, which, uh, I'm sure neither of you have watched, but I absolutely fucking loved, including putting the first one in the top five movies of the year that year on our podcast. Oh so, um, 
the per- this guy that made these kickboxer movies, he he knows exactly what kind of movies he's making. They're direct to video homages to like eighties slash early nineties bad action movies, <laughs> and this just looks right up the alley. It's like it's like a mishmash of Predator and Mortal Kombat and. Nicholas Cage is fucking insane. Uh, Tony Jaa is awesome, as we just established. Uh, I I am all in on this. I'm all in. <laughs> if, even if we weren't going to do it on the show, which I apologize in advance for bringing this to you guys, we are. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I would watch it anyway. That's how excited I am for this. So, And as we've established on the show in, in many times, uh, it is very hard for me to find time to watch stuff that we are not doing on the podcast. So that is how excited I am for this movie. Oh, God. Um, Aubrey, how did you feel about jujitsu? Um, <laughs> well... It looked totally like a type of movie I would love to watch. <laughs> and I was very invested. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> yeah, because it's not true. <laughs> it looks like something I'm going to get really bored of watching because there's no plot or story or anything. It's just action. And that, to me, is boring. All right. It's something to keep me entertained. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> Please don't quit the show up. <laughs> I feel like that sound drop is like specific just to me <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it almost is. <laughs> it's been a tough year, you know, that uh, usually I, I, I feel like the theatrical release movies, you know, they, they hit. A lot of, there are a lot of four quadrant movies that we watch, you know, when in, in a normal non COVID year. Um, and sometimes, you know, there's stuff I don't like, or, you know, maybe Aubrey or Mark are huge into, but generally, I feel like the three of us are, are on the same page about stuff before we see it. Obviously, it might suck balls after we see it. You know, we're digging the bottom of the barrel here for, with these direct to video and streaming stuff. Sometimes it's tough. This tough. has been a tough year for me. Yeah, yes. it is. <laughs> it, it, Our it is. end of the year review is going to be really hard. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get some Patreon money out and uh, and buy you some flowers or something. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad sometimes. I haven't watched a movie in a while yet where I've sat there and been like, "Oh man, I I feel bad for Aubrey," but. You know, I'm sure it's coming because we've still got two months to go in the year. So. Yeah, mm. there, there's still the craziest two months out of the year coming up for releases on anything. Well, the movie's coming out next month, so uh, get ready for it. Prepare, prepare yourself. <laughs> prepare yourself. Maybe it won't be so bad because it looks like Nicolas Cage isn't taking himself seriously. So maybe there's some sort of humor twist to it. Yeah, I don't know. This will probably be your favorite movie of the year. You'll probably wind up loving this movie. You'll love it at least as much as Vampires versus the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, that's it for the news. That's all I got. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break. Then we're going to come back and we're going to review Love and Monsters. The following is a message from Tatnus Co. Alright, TatnusCo.com is just about ready to launch. 
Hey, what if we added a blog section so fans get to know more about who Tatnus is? You know, that's actually not really a bad idea. All right, that should do it. Um, this link is not working. Are you kidding me? We gotta get this done. All right, cool, there, we fixed it. Now we can launch this thing, right? Hey, did, did you remember to add the privacy policy? Mother It may have taken a while, but tatnusco.com is finally up and live and open for business. And yes, we remember the privacy policy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Being emotional. All right, and we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to watch Love and Monsters. Now, this is a movie that has probably sat on the shelf um, for about a year. It was supposed to come out last year, and then it got pushed back, and then it was supposed to come out this year, and then COVID happened, and it got pushed back. And now it's finally out uh, on streaming, video on demand. Aubrey, what is Love and Monsters about? It is. Seven years after the monster apocalypse, Joel Dawson, along with the rest of humanity, has been living underground ever since giant creatures took control of the land. After reconnecting over the radio with his high school girlfriend, Amy, who is now 80 miles away at a, at a coastal colony, Joel begins to fall for her again. As Joel realizes there's nothing left for him underground, he decides to venture out to Amy, despite all the dangerous monsters that stand in his way. Thank you very much. All right. So, uh, you know, we'll go non-spoiler to start as always. Then Mark Ellis will play the drop delineating spoilers. So to start, Aubrey, what did you think of Love and Monsters? I actually really liked this movie. Whoa. What? I did. There's a dog and he lived. And he is a good dog. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? Yeah, I have to admit, as soon as I saw the dog come on a scene, I'm like, oh, Aubrey's going to love this one. This, if, if this dog lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we had to wait to the end of the movie to make sure. But I, you didn't see me in the chat being like, Aubrey, don't watch this. Don't watch this. Don't watch this. <laughs> I know. I kept second guessing it. And I was like, is it what's going to happen? <laughs> it's like they would have told me by now. Should I check in? No, they would have told me by now. Right, right. I think you can trust us that we'd let you know if there was a reason for you not to watch. Never forget the color out of space. So. Yeah, I was yeah. going to be really upset. <laughs> Sorry, uh, go ahead, Mark. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a not an amazing movie, but it's a decent movie. It's it's a it's a good time. It doesn't suck. No. I don't know if that sells it at all, but yeah, it was all right. That's a front of the Blu-ray box quote. It doesn't <laughs> suck. It's exactly what I was going for. All right. Well, uh, I got to tell you guys, I fucking loved this movie. Of course you did. <laughs> what? Did, what do you mean? You, you knew I was going to say that? As soon as Jessica Henwick came on the screen, I'm like, oh, that's it. Joey's in. It's hey, like the, the hey, dog hey, for hey, Aubrey hey. and Jessica Henwick for you. Hey, I didn't give uh, Underwater like a bunch of stars and, and she was in that. So. Yeah, that's true. But she was also in an um, astronaut suit for most of the movie. <laughs> But she did use her British accent in that movie, no, too. That is true. So. Oof, you know, astronaut suit, that's my fetish. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I, I loved this movie. I thought it was great. Um, really hit just about everywhere 
I like in a movie in terms of tone and, uh, you know, action, fun, jokes, and the ending, which we'll get to eventually, <laughs> and everything. I I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I was really surprised at uh, how much I liked it. I was not expecting to like it as much as I did, especially after seeing um, I saw a bunch of reviews online and a lot of people were really praising it. And I was like, oh, I don't know now. Like maybe this is not going to be that great or not what I'm looking for. And I honestly, I, I really, really liked it. Um, do you guys have any non-spoiler thoughts or should we just jump into it? You know, I would I would say if you're a fan of Zombieland, this might be – it reminded me a lot of Zombieland. I mean, I said that in the trailer, but watching the whole movie, it definitely reminded me a lot, a lot of that. So if you're a fan of the first Zombieland, you might get a, a kick out of this one. I don't know if it has as much humor as Zombieland, but I definitely do – the apocalyptic vibe is there. They did a really good job with that. The uh, writer for this movie also wrote Dora and the Lost City of Gold. But there was no songs about poop. <laughs> there were not. But that was also a strangely enjoyable movie that you weren't expecting. So I think we we might have a winner on our hands here. I don't know. Maybe he's got some other movies in him somewhere. But yeah, I I, I was surprised. I looked that up afterwards and uh, I saw he had written that as well. So and that was a fun movie. So I mean, two for two, in, in my opinion. But let's get into it. Let's spoil love and the end of monsters. Markellis, drop the drop and let's do it. Spoiler alert, I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, guys, so we'll start with things we liked. Marcellus, out of the three of us, you seem to be the least pumped up about this movie, so let's let's find, let's dig deep. Let's find, find some things that you liked. Uh, I actually really did like a lot of this movie. I thought Dylan O'Brien was really good. Um, he has to balance a lot of different things, and I thought he did a really good job with it. Um, I really liked... Uh, Michael Rooker and uh, the young girl uh, that was with them. I love their characters. And I liked the, the the way that the script kind of, I mean, it. I would imagine that some people will probably see it, like the twist coming towards the end. Um, but I, I, I honestly didn't see it. Uh, so I actually really enjoyed that aspect of it. So, yeah, it's a well-written movie. I loved the special effects. These like, you know, straight to DVD movies are these, you know. I mean, everything is straight to DVD now, but I, I wasn't expecting the effects to be that good. And the effects are actually really amazing. But yeah, yeah, I think it's a it's a solid movie. The thing that I, the thing I probably the thing that probably stops it from me, like really loving it is the fact that I spent so much money on it. <laughs> That's probably why, like when it was all over, I'm like, yeah, that was good. But, you know, I could have just watched it on Netflix and I think I would have liked it a little bit more. All right, I'll make another withdraw from Patreon for you to give you that money back. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Aubrey, what about you? What are some things you liked about the movie? I liked all the monsters in the movie. I like how he had a journey and like grew from it. I like how the movie didn't end with him just being ridiculous in this like big love romantic plot. I think it was really cool that he ended up going back to you his colony and realizing like they were actually his family in there for him and everything. Um, I really liked that because I'm super over all of the love stories that have been coming out lately where the ending is like some happy love story. I'm over it. Yikes. So over it. 
Um, hey, you got a microphone out of it at least, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was really excited to see like some other story being told other than that. Um, I like that the dog lived because I was really anxious about that the whole movie. And I like how the, the dog also kind of had a story, too. Everybody had their own story to it. And then the ending was kind of really nice about how they were like, you know, you can't be afraid. So let's go out there and try to make the best of life. And it, it seems like there's some sort of end to these, this apocalypse rather than the zombie apocalypse that always happens where you're like, dude, when and how is this ever going to get any better? There seems to be a lot more people that have survived through this apocalypse, which makes it seem like, okay, this is something we can move forward from rather than the zombie apocalypse where you have a very small group of people that are living and then you don't know where the other small group of people that are living are. And then there's about 10,000 zombies. So this kind of had a silver lining to it. And uh, I liked that. So I thought it was really well told and the actors weren't annoying at all. So I really <laughs> liked it. All right. Well, uh, for myself, you know, of course, you know, Jessica Henwick is uh, mm, just smoking hot. Um, I, I guess I'll start at the beginning. I loved the um, animation in the beginning where they kind of explain to you the premise of the movie. Um, I, and I was, I was, I was glad to see that. I glad they explained exactly what happened. They didn't just drop you in. It didn't say why it happened. Um, but I also understand that this is a mid budget movie, so they weren't really going to show a lot of that, but I think they did a really good job of setting up what happened. And especially the beginning when the bugs first get into the bunker, um, that was great. I just think they did a really good job of world building with what they had. And, it, and especially, you know, even just Michael Brooker and, and the little girl and the main character walking and talking about things that are going on. Like it was just a lot of world building. It was really good. It was really well done. I really, really enjoyed a lot of the special effects. Like you guys said, um, most of it looked really good. Um, I don't know how much was practical and how much was CG, but for the most part, everything looked good. There were a couple times like the uh, toad monster looked a little rough. Uh, a few times, but other otherwise, uh, you know, for a mid-budget movie, uh, this looked great. And I guess I didn't even uh, I didn't mind the ending. Um, normally, I'm a hopeless romantic, and <laughs> I would have been pretty upset as, as as someone who has married their high school sweetheart and is still living with them uh, as we speak. Um, you know, I would like to believe that you could traverse 85 miles and get back together with her, but. I guess uh, it's not always realistic. So, um, yeah, you know, part of me was was like, oh, no, when they didn't get back together. But then you know, as you watch the movie, it makes sense. Like the, the reasons they lay out why it happened all make sense. So um, I did really enjoy the end, too, with a big uh, battle with the crab and all that stuff. That was really cool. That was really well done. Um, yeah, I mean, just there's a lot of stuff to like here. Most of it is just. You know, I, I almost didn't want the movie to end. I almost wished this, wished it was a TV series at that point because I, I did enjoy watching what happened. I would love to see a sequel. I don't know if that's going to happen. They did kind of set one up a little bit. But for the most part, I, I, there's not really much to uh, that I disliked about it. I just I seemed like like everything about it. So um, I was really glad the dog lived as well, Aubrey. Um, I was so sad when I thought he was going to lose his dress. <laughs> yes. 
but uh yeah it was it, it was it had a little bit of an homage to fallout which mark ellis won't know what the hell we're talking about but uh, that's probably know. why i liked it so much yeah he, I, he lives I in a vault fall. yeah <laughs> in no I, I love fallout <laughs> He had a he had a dog. There was a robot. You know, there was, it was interesting that the robot thing was the only thing that threw me off a little bit because it was kind of like, well, we don't have that. Like it seemed like it's mostly set in like modern time, like regular modern time. But then all of a sudden, there there are um, like robot companions. But I mean, I I appreciated why it was there, and I loved that scene where you get to see the pictures of his parents, and then we get the flashback to um, how his parents were killed. But um, yeah, I pretty much like just about everything in the movie, but Mark Ellis, you are down on it a little bit more than the rest of us. So what did you not like about Love and Monsters? It was just good. Like if I had seen this movie like on Netflix, just like a regular Netflix movie, you know, with like little expectations, I would have been, I think I would have liked it a lot more. If this was like, like a $2 Redbox rental, you know what I mean? Like if it just came out. For like a, you know, like a couple of bucks or even if the rental was like, I don't know, like seven bucks. It's still, that's what I would expect for this type of movie. For the amount that they're asking, I'm expecting my, my levels of expectations was pretty high. And just being a good movie doesn't, doesn't quite work for me. Why did his mom give him a chandelier when they were like (laughs) escaping? It's like, holy shit, the world is ending. Josh, get in the car, hold this chandelier. And he's just standing there holding a chandelier when his parents die. But he still had it at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the movie, so continuity. Uh, that that just that blew me away. Um, but yeah, like all the other stuff, there isn't anything that's like really bad about it. I actually didn't have like a lot of issues with it. Like story wise, it's good. It the script is solid. The performances are good. There's nothing really bad. But I was hoping just something like a little bit more, a little bit better for the price that they're asking. Especially if it sat on the shelf for a year, I did not know that. So now I'm like, I'm like, fuck this movie. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, this, Mark. Like, do you think that video streaming, whatever you want to call it, like on demand streaming, it, the the price point of twenty five dollars is just not going to work going forward? Mm-hmm. Like, would if because in theory, this would have been a movie that the kids don't want to see it. Um, I would have came home you know, Saturday morning and went to the movies at 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. for six bucks and then came home, and went back to bed. Like, so, you know, we're jumping up a huge amount of money from where it would have been if this was non-COVID. So, I mean, do you think that there is a home for these mid-budget type of movies on, on streaming? But is it the price? Like, what's the problem? Yeah, it's the price. It's the beginning price. Like, I could rent. There was something else that came out this week, too. And, I, and like, to rent it, it was, like, 7 bucks. And I'm like, okay, that's worth it. That's worth the $7 rental. Uh, if it was on DVD, I can go to my Redbox and get it for, like, 2 bucks. You know, that's fine. It's a rental. This one is 20 bucks to rent. And it doesn't have Keanu Reeves. It's not like a... It's not like a, a sequel to something that everyone's been waiting for. It doesn't have any big names. And they're charging 20 bucks to rent it, 25 bucks to own it. And there's no, there's nothing in it that would make anyone want to own it uh, or rent it unless you were doing a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, it, I, you know, it's that price was just way too much. And, um, no, the movie is good. It's, it's, it's fine. But I guarantee you, I guarantee to you you can probably find at least 10 movies on netflix that are just as good as this one uh without having to fork over the extra 20 bucks okay all right uh aubrey was there anything you didn't like about the movie 
Uh, not really. I mean, I didn't pay for it, so <laughs> I'm not mad about that. No. Problem. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have been mad even if I did pay for it in theaters. Um, I might have been mad if I paid twenty five dollars to stream it, but I don't know. I I actually really liked it, and I think that seeing so many bad movies this year kind of softened that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, wow, this is the best movie I've seen all year. This is great. <laughs> Exactly. It's like tolerable, so that makes it better. Oh, yeah, I mean, maybe if there was better movies out this year, then I I might have not liked it so much. But I think <laughs> that they did a really good job. I, I actually really enjoyed this. I would buy it, honestly. Right. <laughs> you can right. buy it. You can buy it for twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> um. Yeah, maybe later. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I, as I said, a few minutes ago, I don't really have any issues with the movie, period. Um, a little tiny bit of wonky CG a couple times, but otherwise, um, there's not really much to dislike here. I feel like if this had come out in theaters, um, we'd be talking about a new like cult classic movie. Um, people would just slowly discover it over time with, as we just talked about, the release and the pricing. I don't know if that's going to happen. And it makes me a little sad um, that you know a cool movie like this is going to get kind of ignored or overlooked because of that streaming price. I'm sure, Mark, you would not have bought this um, if you didn't have to watch it for the show. No way. There's no way I would have watched it. And there's no way I would have, I would, I would have paid that much for it unless it was for the show. Like, right. I, I definitely would have gone to the theater. I would have gone to like a matinee and watched this and I would have totally enjoyed it. And that is something that kind of scares me about this whole thing going on in 2020 with COVID and theaters closing or not closing or movies coming out, not coming out is we're not going to lose. We're not really going to lose like micro budget or low budget movies because you can dump those on shutter. You can dump those on Netflix, whatever. Like those are always going to come out. There's no worry. Your Hallmark Christmas movies, they're coming. Don't worry about it. Lacey Chabert is going to make 50 movies about Christmas, and they're all going to be on Hallmark streaming. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they're all, they're all going to have yeah. happy endings, too, and Aubrey's going to hate each one of them. <laughs> right. Um, yes, I will. You know, giant blockbuster movies. I mean, there's a ton that are in the can that are just sitting there waiting. Um, and, and I think eventually they'll they'll all get released and they'll find a way to make put them on streaming. I mean, right now I would pay 50 bucks for Black Widow. I'm not even joking. Like just to even just to support uh the movie to make sure that more Marvel movies keep coming. You know what I mean? Like I I would have no issue paying a larger amount of money for those type of movies. But it's these type of movies that are going to get lost, which are these mid-budget, lower lower but not low budget movies. You know, the type of stuff that, like I said earlier, you used to buy on – this reminds me of a movie I would buy at Circuit City on a random DVD release day, uh, sight unseen. Just, you know, look at the cover and be like, wow, this looks kind of cool, like something I would like and buy it. You know, or something you would buy like bootleg at a fucking con for like 20 bucks because you never heard of it. But it gets like buzz online or, or people were telling you it was a cool movie. Um, and I just fear like those – these type of movies are going to – go away like we're not going to get these type of movies anymore and unfortunately you know when they're bad or middling like um underwater again from earlier in the year it's not that big a deal um but when you have cool like little gems like this you know this would be great for people to be discovering on Redbox or netflix or 
or something. I just I can't see that. Pr- I feel like that price point is the killer, the poison pill for this movie. Um, and I don't know. Maybe they just had to get it out. And they just had to release it eventually. I, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why they didn't sell it to Amazon or to Netflix. But, you know, here we are. So, uh, again, that that's really the only down thing to the movie for me is that, unfortunately, with that price point, a lot of people are not going to jump in and check it out. And I did really enjoy it. So, you know, sadly, I think that's going to hold back the movie from being as successful as it should be. But yep. let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get a score. Zero to five. Zero being the worst. Five being the best. Aubrey, what do you got for Love and Monsters? I'm going to give it a, uh, a four. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I guess you did like it. Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. That's not as bad as I thought. No, it's not. It's not a bad movie. It's actually a really good movie. It's just not a $20 rental, $25 purchase movie. Well, I'm going to go with Aubrey. I'm going to go four out of five. Um, I loved this movie. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it even more than Vampires vs. the Bronx. <laughs> Sorry, Aubrey. And uh, uh, it's it's up there, man. This is a fun movie, and I'm glad that it came out because it's been a rough year <laughs> for movies. So something that was good that I actually liked all the way through without a lot of, well, it's okay, but this. Eh, it's all right, but this. Um, I, I was really happy with it, and I'm. I hopefully it'll do well enough that we get to see, uh, you know, what happens when they get to the mountains because we were promised snow spiders. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll get those. Yeah, that's ne- that's never gonna happen. <laughs> no, it's not happening ever. But you know, I mean, you know, I'm sure there'll be a, a bad comic book sequel at some point or something. You know, um, that's it. That's love and monsters. Let's wrap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? I'm going to recommend everybody watch an anime called Soul Eater. Um, Soul Eater! It's on Netflix. It's about um, like this school of the devil kind of thing. And these kids, there's like some that wield the weapons and some that turn into the weapons. And they eat souls of people. Um, And it's really interesting. It's got really cool uh, graphic design to it and stuff. Really cool animation style. Um, so I really, I really like it. I'm on episode four, I believe, and uh, it's really New interesting. Hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Janine read that manga and uh, watched all the anime a few years ago. And I, every time I would see it laying around, or she's watching, I would walk by and be like, "So." <laughs> and she had no idea what I was fucking talking about, of course. So I had to like go on YouTube and find the intro to Soul Train and be like, this is what I'm talking about. She's like, uh, she didn't understand the concept of a TV show. Like she just could hurt like as a millennial, like she couldn't like wrap her brain around watching other people dance on TV. <laughs> it was a big like, thing back then. Yeah. There's Soul Train, Dance Party USA. Uh, Club MTV, which turned into the grind, um, aging myself. So, Markellis, what do you have for the listeners out there? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my recommendation is the same as last week. It is Blackpink Light Up the Sky, documentary that is also on Netflix. I actually did watch it, and it is fantastic. If you are a K-pop fan, if you're a Blackpink fan, or if you have no idea what the fuck K-pop is, it's still a, an amazing documentary seeing um what it's all about so uh yeah that's my recommendation it's on netflix all right well i will suggest that you go to so where you can find the podcast every week 
links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So is podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, now on Amazon Music, and just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search So Wizard Podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content on there. Adam's dropped a few interviews in the last few days, as well as a bunch of New York Comic Con 2020 coverage. Now, I know this con was virtual, and uh, you couldn't go to a con, which we discussed last week, but there were panels. There were announcements. Uh, Adam attended a bunch of panels, so he's got a bunch of recaps of everything that went on. Um, there's one about uh, X-Men the Animated Series has a book that came out from a bunch of the creatives behind the scenes, and it's phenomenal. Um, and that was a very interesting uh, look at that. So check out our YouTube channel. Don't forget our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash SoWizardPodcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes. Check out our Public store. The link is on the website, and you can purchase Things like mugs, masks, notebooks, T-shirts with our logos on them. And that also helps out the show monetarily. Markellis cannot afford too many more of these $24.99 movies. So (laughs) please buy a mask. And uh, that's it. That's all the recommendations for that. I will suggest I just got it in the mail today. I've been reading it all day. The first volume of Immortal Hulk from Marvel Comics and uh, Al Ewing, who despite having us blocked on Twitter (laughs) – (laughs) writes a hell of a book um it is more of a horror look at the hulk uh starting from post civil war ii when uh bruce banner had died he comes back to life of course because it's comics and the hulk is more of a monster it's uh it's really good uh it is fucking awesome so definitely check out immortal hulk uh (laughs) then fire up your video on demand and check out the movie beckman because that, my friends, is what we will be checking out next week on the podcast. All you need to know is it is a religious version of John Wick. I am so fucking excited to watch this movie. <laughs> Aubrey, I already know you're going to hate it. And Marcellus, you probably won't like it either. But it will be a fun episode. So check that out. And that's going to do it for episode 324 in a row of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm hungry. <laughs> Don't eat the purple berries. <laughs> Boy says no. Expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Rickens. Uh, yeah, thanks again to Eichel to Rayman for making my wish come true. My next one will definitely involve Jessica Henwick. Uh, Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey. <laughs>